One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Welcome to Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast. My name is Emma Mumford and I'm your host. I'm an award-winning life coach and mentor, two times best-selling author, law of attraction YouTuber, speaker, and badass entrepreneur. My mission is to awaken and inspire women to turn their dream life into an abundant reality and to help them create their positively wealthy life full of abundance, happiness, and joy. I do this through sharing the power of law of attraction and spirituality. I hope my podcast will inspire you to raise your game and start living your best life today. Without further ado, let's get started with this week's episode. So thank you so much guys for joining me for another one of my Spiritual Queens Badass Podcast episodes. I am so, so excited to have the lovely Kodo Nishimera with us today. So Kodo, if you don't know, is a Buddhist monk and a makeup artist born in Tokyo. He graduated from the Parsons School of Design in New York. After graduating, he started to thrive as a makeup artist, working behind the scenes of events, including Miss Universe and New York Fashion Week. In 2015, Kodo trained to be a monk and was Certified by the Pure Land School. He rose to fame following his appearance in Queer Eye, where in Japan. He spoke at the United Nations Population Fund, Yale University, and Stanford University as an LGBTQ activist, which attracted wide coverage of the likes of CNN and the BBC. He was selected by Time Magazine as a next generation leader. His mission is to empower all people sharing Buddhist wisdom with a touch of makeup, which is my favorite. Favorite. Welcome <laughs> to the show, Kodo. Thank you so much, Emma, for having me. I am so excited to talk to you today as a fellow Watkins author. I found your work yes. through our publisher, Watkins, and mm-hmm. it's actually your book publication day today. So I'm so excited to be talking to you the day that your wonderful book comes out. So um, before we dive into your book and all the amazing stuff that you're doing, the first question I love to ask every guest who comes on the show is, when did you spiritually awaken? What's your story? I think I would like to say three spiritual awakenings. When I was born, I think I was already kind of aware. And, you know, I was aware that this world consists of some injustice and people trying to manipulate other people. So I kind of saw through that. And the second uh, awakening, I would say, is when I discovered the law of attraction when I was, I think, 21. And the third awakening is when I became a Buddhist monk. I learned that everybody is equal 
And that's something that I knew since when I was young, but I was reassured by the Buddhist teachings. So I was like, okay, I was right. <laughs> so these three, I would say. Hmm. And, you know, I ask this question to a whole array of people, as you can imagine, and everybody's answer is the same of like, I'm continually awakening. I've had multiple awakenings, Emma. So it's really nice to hear that you too have felt you've had those multiple awakenings throughout your life where they've brought different awarenesses and different moments to you, but equally all as important. And I love that the law of attraction found you as well, <laughs> because I mean, this just gets cooler. You're into makeup, you're a Buddhist monk and the law of attraction too. I mean, this is yes. singing all the things that I love. So um, a lot of people know as well from the beginning of my spiritual journey that I actually found Buddhism at quite a young age. I was about 14 or 15 when I found Buddhism. Um, my auntie's actually Buddhist as well. She lives in Australia. And so I'd mm. had Buddhism mentioned throughout all my life, really. And I didn't really know what it was when I was younger. But when I kind of hit 15, I found a book on Buddhism and I really loved it. And I really loved it because it echoed all these amazing spiritual teachings that I knew mm. in my soul were true. And it made sense to me. So Buddhism was kind of the thing that I found when actually it expanded so much more into spirituality. I just didn't know it at that point. And I could just relate to Buddhism the most out of everything. So I'm mm. so excited to talk about Buddhism today as well, because we actually haven't had that on the podcast. So this is a, a Buddhism first as well, Kodo. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you. You know, when I think of Buddhism, I feel like it's like a series of life lessons instead of like a religion. Mm. So... When I was reading about Buddhism, I found out so many things that are like, oh, I, I knew that, but you know, now you're telling me from a Buddhist side, such as um, dependent co-arising, co-arising, which is like everything happens for a reason. And that's like, you don't have to tell me um, now, I already know that. But when we struggle or when we encounter any difficult moments, we tend to forget these universal laws. Mm. So that's like a reminder to ourselves that um, we shouldn't go extreme. We should take the middle way. Um, there are always reasons and, you know, all these emotions can um, agitate our everyday living. So we should find a good balance. We need to be, you know, um, somewhat free of desire in order to stop suffering. So these are the things that I really love about um, Buddhism. Mm, definitely, mm. definitely. So um, your new book, The Monk That Wears Heels, is yes. all about your path to self-love and resilience. So tell us a little bit more about what it was like growing up in Japan as a monk. Um, I became a Buddhist monk when I was 26, so I didn't grow up being a monk, but I grew up in a temple with uh, monk parents. Um, growing up here, it was kind of, mm, I would say, full of expectation from people around me. Um, people ex asked me if I would um, shave my head when I, when I grow up. Do I chant? Uh, do I already chant and practice um, Buddhist uh, things already? And I felt like people were expecting me to be a Buddhist monk, which was very 
annoying for me. I didn't want people to tell me what I will become because what I loved when I was young were like uh, Disney movies, Ariel and Cinderella and Belle from the Beauty and the Beast. And I was always role-playing as Disney princesses. So shaving my head, like practicing Buddhism, like how the hell I'm not going to do that. So I was very rebellious when I was growing up. In a good way, though, with all the best things, because the princesses <laughs> are the best. <laughs> These were irre- irreplaceable. So yeah. at that point, then, when you turned 26 and then obviously you became a monk, what mm-hmm. was that pivotal moment that you thought, this is what I want to do now? What was happening at that time for you? Sure. So I was kind of skeptical when I was young with Buddhism, like how can we be saved by chanting the name of Amida Buddha? They say that we can be enlightened into this pristine, pure land. So I was very skeptical, like how scientifically is it possible? But I wanted to go into the monk training because I felt that partial knowledge from what I heard from my parents is going to lead to prejudice because I don't know what Buddhism is. But when I went, so so that's why I went into the Buddhist training. But what I found out was that um, my sexuality was validated. It was supported by Buddhism. And it's the very problem that I was suffering for years. And Buddhism was surprisingly the way to kind of um, support my identity. And living in the US, I met so many people who are struggling with sexuality because of religious values. So now I'm a Buddhist monk, I can uh, tell people around the world that your sexuality, your uniqueness is nothing wrong. Because um, if it's religious values that tell you that you should be ashamed, or you have to change, I also have a religious experience that tells you that you are nothing wrong too. So I have to be the advocate for this because I know how hard it can be. Mm, Definitely. And what were your, you know, your family and your parents like as you embraced your sexuality and then transitioned into being a monk? Mm, Well, my parents are very free spirited and they never really forced me to become a monk. Um, so they are happy that I found my version of Buddhist monk, which is to, you know, spread this equality message. So, well, when I was young, younger, my parents are kind of struggling with, you know, not knowing who I am and what my sexuality is. And they were also worried that I could be discriminated because of my sexuality. But now that, you know, I'm publishing a book and, People are very supportive, so they are mm, relieved, I would say. Good, Mm. good. And obviously you had your makeup background as well before you came into Buddhism. So how did you then bring makeup and Buddhism together? And what, you know, did you find it easy to express this makeup side of you? Or did you feel that because you were now Buddhist, you know, you couldn't to love your makeup at the same time? Mm. Well, I was a makeup artist before I became a Buddhist monk. So, you know, my wannabe princess role-playing childhood really led me to be a a makeup artist working with Miss Universe because that's what I really love. So when I became, when I was becoming a Buddhist monk, I was struggling with my identity. 
because I didn't know if I can still wear makeup and heels after I become a Buddhist monk, because I don't want to um, offend the community. So that was very um, tough for me, not being able to discuss with other people. But later I found that uh, Buddhism, well, I talked to a master and he told me that being a Buddhist monk is not about wearing this, doing that, but it's mainly about um, helping people and telling the people that we are all equally valuable and we can all be liberated equally. So what you wear doesn't matter. So I felt that makeup is a great way to help people realize that they can look however they want to. They can look beautiful, youthful, and even, you know, magical or creepy, um, depending on how you use it. So it's really about um, knowing that your exterior can be anything. Hence, you can be anything. You can achieve anything uh, you want. So makeup is an experience that lets you be hopeful. And I think that's something that I want people to realize. Uh, and essentially, I, I really don't feel that we have to wear makeup, uh, but it's a way, it's an experience um, to feel that anything is really possible in life. Definitely. And I feel like makeup's such a greatly expressive thing that we can do because like you say, we don't need to wear makeup. It's not about saying we have to wear makeup or we have to do this. It's it's more about, like you say, having fun with it and saying, well, actually, this is a tool that I can have fun with. This is a tool that mm-hmm. allows me to express a side of me. This is a tool that allows me to create a look or create something. Um, so it's a, it's a form of creativity at the end of the day isn't it a bit like artwork or painting you know it's just Mm -hmm. on your face (laughs) yeah and you know uh, speaking of law of attraction if you can't imagine it you can't realize this you realize anything because you feel like you are something you become something right so if you know how it feels to be beautiful if you know how it feels to be treated as beautiful, then you can easily uh, mentally visualize or mentally experience the feeling of feeling beautiful and hence you can become beautiful. So um, makeup is a way to kind of help you uh, manifest things that you thought that weren't possible before, Mm. if it makes sense. Yes, I love that, I love that. So let's talk about Queer Eye then, one of my favorite TV shows on Netflix. I love the Fab Five and I remember your episode, which you featured in as well from the We're in Japan season. So what was your experience like filming with Queer Eye? You know, when I was young, um, I watched Queer Eye, the original version. And when I was in Japan, I didn't see any LGBTQ people who were seen as heroes on TV. I was worried that, oh, these guys, they say they're gay and it's okay. Like they're not going to be killed in the street because um, in Japan, LGBTQ people were 
and are still seen as perverted or villains or something to be made fun of. So they were really my hope. So to be able to be a part of the show was really like a full circle moment. I didn't know that I could be kind of like, a, you know, Fab Five myself as well, giving advice to the, you know, the hero. And um, meeting them and being cast, it was really reassuring um, that I have walked my ways and now I'm able to inspire other people that it's okay to feel proud. And we, you know, struggle, but we walk together um, because um, we are, you know, caring for each other. It was just, um, yeah, like I would say a full circle moment. Mm. And a manifestation, clearly, if you've been a big fan right? of the previous one and now you get to be a part of that. It sounds like the law of attraction in action, which is amazing. Yes, actually, I had the poster of Queer Eye on my uh, phone wallpaper for like a few months. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna, you know, first I thought that, oh, this is too big. I don't know if I'm gonna be cast. But looking at the photo every day made me feel that I'm part of it. I can, you know, I, I, I felt used to seeing the poster. And I auditioned three times. Uh, first, as an ambassador to Japan, but I didn't get picked. And the second time I auditioned as a makeup and hair artist, but I wasn't picked. And later they called me and they said that they have a perfect role for me. So during that whole time, I was like, oh, well, maybe not this time, but I didn't really give up mentally. And I knew that it was coming and it really came. So I was like the victory of the law of attraction moment. Definitely. And I feel mm. like, you know, it's so many times in life we get disheartened when we get a rejection or a no, whereas right. you held that vision and, you know, you, you kept strong with it. And I think if anything, the role you did get was amazing because you got to be yourself you got to share your story you got to be right. yourself and you got to help somebody else find acceptance and peace as well so I feel like it showed you mm. probably in the best way possible yeah like when we talk about uh, law of attraction we like we deep within know what really what we really want and if we really want it it can come true if it's going astray then it's not going to come true so that's how I feel like I was able to reach this, you know, publication because of my appearance on Queer Eye, I'm sure. So it was leading to the perfect place that I needed to go. <laughs> and you may not be. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Got to answer this question, but who's your favorite out of the Fab Five? hard question I actually like Bobby because he is the type of person who doesn't who has the totally different quality from me like I like cooking I like talking about mental health I like talking about confidence and fashion and makeup and hair and styling but when it comes to home decoration I am not really good and I like how he's kind of, you know, low key and very like not non-flamboyant. That's the type of mm, people who I feel attracted to because they are so different to me. And how are you? Love it. Well, I love Bobby, of <laughs> course. I'm a big fan of interior design as well. So I love uh-huh. what Bobby does to everybody's homes. But it's really difficult because tan I feel more drawn to, like you say, uh-huh. it's attract. Um, but I think Jonathan's got to be my favorite. Ah, <laughs> uh, why? I don't know. I just love him. I just love his hair and I just love his sassiness where he's just like, Mm. yes, queen. Like, it's just some of me. (laughs) I see. You know what? I feel kind of jealous about him being able to be so vulnerable. You know, he might not have the ideal body that the society wants to see, but he's so unafraid to show it and embrace it. And he's unafraid to uh, be you know, flamboyant and sexy and provocative. And that's something that I kind of get mm, timid and scared, but I want to be like him, but I can't. So that's why I have a hard hard time saying that I like him because I'm still not there, honestly. And, you know, seeing Jonathan's like journey, I mean, obviously we see such a small part of that on Queer Eye and obviously social media, but from what they've put out into the world, um, Mm. you know, and how they've so fearlessly stepped into saying, you know, I am non-binary, this is how I want to dress, this is how I'm going to be. And, you know, they've done so much for the community of really bringing that awareness, but also saying, do you know what, I don't care what you say, I am going to do this, I am going to step into my truth and I am going to express myself authentically and Mm. you know I just think that their confidence is so inspiring um you know even to me is it's inspiring to see that and um yeah I'm loving their new show on Netflix as well have you watched it yet which one Jonathan's got their own show on Netflix now um it came out last week I haven't I have to watch it it's good it's different it's different but it's Mm -hmm. really really good it's called Jonathan um gets curious so basically they go around Ah. and explore loads of different um worldwide topics and history um and find out loads of random facts about the weirdest things you've never um you've never heard (laughs) of (laughs) that's wonderful that's wonderful I will I will make sure to watch it 
So let's talk about this monk wears heels then. So Mm. what is the key message you want readers to take away about Buddhism from your book? So the key message that I would like to tell people is that Buddhism is very understanding and it it is a religion that was made against uh, discrimination when India was experiencing caste system where class mattered. Um, Buddha uh, Siddhartha Gautama, the founder of Buddhism, uh, made, uh, made Buddhism in order to empower people that uh, we are all equal and, you know, these class or titles or gender, it doesn't matter what uh, matters is our awareness. So whenever people might feel like they are comparing themselves to other people because of, um, you know, all the differences like body types or um, career, I really want people to remember what Buddhism says and make sure that they feel um, worthy and powerful and valuable just as other people. And it's such an important message to relay and, and to put out there because, you know, I think most people don't, you know, they maybe look at Buddhism or they look at monks and they're like, you know, they're these really um, tranquil, peaceful beings, which I know they are as well. And I know you are and they sit in meditation, <laughs> but you know, I also know from Buddhist teachings that, you know, they talk about spiritual anger and they say about emotions. And yes. I think, when you actually speak to a monk and when you actually get to know Buddhism, you're like, this is like, they can teach us so much about, you know, all mm. things in life. Yes. It's really not about, um, you know, believing in different religions. It's really universal and it can be applied to anybody. And, you know, like I'm a person too. I struggle. I get angry. I like to get angry. So I'm not always peaceful and this, you know, resolved person, but I am a person who tries to find tranquility and tries to find balance. And I think it is our job to walk with other people, um, sharing difficult moments and uh, referring to Buddhist teachings so that we can, you know, um, solve the problems together. That's, I think, uh, the role of a monk is. Mm. Absolutely. And, you know, it's it's not eliminating every negative emotion or eliminating any stresses mm. in life whatsoever. It's about saying, well, actually, when those things do arise, these are the tools mm. that we can use to return back to that peaceful state and to release yeah. that essentially. So I think, mm. you know, I definitely had misconceptions on Buddhism when I first came across it. And actually, it was so refreshing to, to learn more about the culture and to learn more about Buddhism, because I realized that actually there are so many key principles that have helped me in my life um and you know that just makes so much sense which really echoes spirituality as well as a whole Mm. so um I think that's why it's so relatable to people um and so many people do look into Buddhism and do explore it as a religion or as a way of life essentially so um what are your top tips for anyone wanting to embrace and express their true authentic self Kodo? I really want people to listen to their heart and not um, be taken their control of life by other people, no matter how many of them are around you trying to, you know, make you uh, believe in this way or dress in this way. 
um, I think your your emotion, your instincts are right. So protect this, um, you know, little flame of self-validation. And unless you take your hands away and let other people blow it out, you can keep it. You can say that you are right. And eventually, I think you'll be able to meet people who are going to able to support you and resonate with you. So uh, listen to you and don't be altered by what other people say. Mm. That's what I want to really tell people. And we spoke about this before on the, before we started recording in terms of the inner child. And I think mm. you know, the reason why so many people really struggle to express their authentic self is because, you know, we've been so conditioned to fit in a box, to look like this, to do this, like, don't, you know, don't be out of societal norms. Otherwise people will think you're weird or don't do this because you won't be accepted. So I think we all have that, that wounded inner child within us who wants to be accepted, wants that validation, feel that love. So really, you know, when people then have to unlearn that, that's the real, you know, journey. That's the real deep inner work when actually you have to give yourself that validation and you have to give yourself so what's what's your journey been like with your inner child Mm, you know I I felt that being feminine is something to be ashamed of because of what the society told me and at the same time I want to be you know loved and I want to be appreciated by other people so I try to um you know, answer to these expectations, but that was actually choking me. So I'm trying to tell myself that, you know, being feminine, being soft, being, you know, uh, heavily decorated or wearing makeup is nothing wrong, just like Jonathan is showing us. Um, This is what I'm trying to, um, you know, celebrate about myself. And this courage to celebrate myself, this decision to prioritize my preference and favorite things is something that I want to share with other people and I want to be loved by people who are um, loving me for my courage so that's my um, inner child growth I would say and loving you for your authentic self as well because (laughs) you don't want to be loved for a version that isn't really you you know you want to be loved for the most authentic raw vulnerable version of you which is just like this is me in my messy glory and that's okay (laughs) like you know it's okay (laughs) you know I know I'm a funny person I know I'm a hardworking person um I don't necessarily have to be looking a specific way or have a specific thing to be loved and I don't want to be loved for that I want to be loved for this playful, um, casual, yet intellectual being that I am. (laughs) So yeah, that's what I'm trying to constantly tell myself. Mm. Mm. So my last question to you today then, Kodo, is a question that I ask every guest who comes on the podcast. What is one Mm. piece of life advice that you would like to leave my listeners with today? You know what? Can I ask you a question before I want to think about it a little bit? Of course. Um, When you talked about Buddhism helping you, do you remember anything in particular that you found it helpful or memorable? 
uh, I would like to know. <laughs> Definitely meditation. I feel like meditation was the the core thing that Buddhism really taught me in that early phase. I mean, it's taught me so much more in my later years, but at that point mm. when I found it and read the books and really got into it, um, it was actually about meditation. And I knew nothing about meditation at that point. And every day I would just do the little practice in this book of meditation, the Buddhist way. And you know, after sort of like six to eight months, I would then start seeing things in my meditation. But until that point, you know, it was really about learning to sit in silence and really learning to quieten the noise of my mind and Mm. sit in that stillness and peace. And I think that has always stayed with me. And that has always been something which really stands out to me as um, something which Buddhism has really given me. Oh, wow. That's great. Yeah. Meditation helps you to be grateful. Um, It really tames your emotions. So yeah, it's something that I was, I I thought uh, meditation is kind of boring, but when I was forced to do it, I was like, oh, I feel peaceful and grateful. So I'm glad that um, I think it's one of the great takeaways from Buddhism. So I really am great. well, I, I feel wonderful that you found that. <laughs> yeah. So my advice for people uh, who are listening, I know everybody who are listening to this are more spiritual than not. So this is for people who are aware that way. But I feel that um, this universe, this life experience is something that we kind of create. I know everything around us are happening but we see this life from our with our eyes and from our ears so um and we don't really know what like what is happening outside of what we see or what we hear so i feel like this life is something that we create ourselves so all the values all the futures all the um all the things I think is really um, up to how we believe things will be. So don't be afraid of, oh, this, uh, in reality, this is how it is. Uh, These people are going to react to that. No, I really want you to be the creator of the universe and really um, manifest in a way that is feasible and um, you know, uh, pleasant to you. And I think it really depends on our ability to believe in ourselves and, you know, um, kind of brainwash us that things are possible. So yeah, let's um, work on this and, you know, make the best of our lives and have the biggest uh, biggest smiles uh, as as many as we can in our life and i think we are capable together yes we're in mm. this together manifest <laughs> those dreams love it yeah 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 so kodo tell us more about this monk west heal so so we can get it now but what can we expect in the book this monk wears heels is a book um, that helps you to be your authentic selves I struggle with my sexuality, but I was able to find confidence in my sexuality um, by going to New York, 
um, meeting different people, learning Buddhism, they really um, validated my sexuality. So this is a way for me to um, learn about not uh, being anything wrong, being a homosexual person. And also as a Buddhist monk, I learned that um, wearing makeup or heels is not related to being a Buddhist monk. It's, um, it's a way for me to love myself and it's a way for me to help people uh, feel beautiful and hopeful. So you might find it re really contrasting and contradicting, but um, I'm just using makeup or Buddhism uh, from the same spirit, anything to help you feel beautiful, hopeful, and that you are uh, valuable just as everybody else in the world. So that's, um, that's the story. And I really hope to help you love yourself even more with this book. I love that. Well, I, for one, am super excited to give it a read. Um, and I'm sure everybody else listening has taken so many pearls of wisdom away with them today and are excited to read it as well. So thank you so much, Kodo, for coming on. Honestly, it's been such a pleasure speaking to you. Um, and where can my lovely listeners find you if they want to learn more about your work? Yeah, so they can find me on Instagram. Koro Makeup is my handle. And you can visit my website, koronishimura.com. And actually, I recorded my audiobook too. So if anybody likes to listen, uh, that's available as well. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Koda. It's been such a joy speaking to you today and good luck with the book as well. And it's just been such a joy having you on today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Emma. So thank you so much for joining me for another one of my podcast episodes. I really hope you've enjoyed Kodo and I's conversation today. As always, you can find a clickable link to Kodo's work in the description below. And if you want to find out anything more about myself, my coaching, or my videos, you can find it all at emmamumford.co.uk. So thank you so much guys for listening. I appreciate all your views and listens. Don't forget to subscribe if you're new here because I would love, love to see you again soon. Don't forget you can join my free Law of Attraction support group over on Facebook where you can join myself and other like minded souls where we talk all things law of attraction and spirituality i hope you have a fantastic week whatever you're up to and i'll see you all in my next podcast episode which will be next week lots of love planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm.